How are you feeling? I'm feeling like I'm ready to get this book out of my life. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey, everyone, and back to Books with Spice, please. I'm Al. And I'm Katie. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing and reviewing The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty by Anne Rice, written as A.N. Rocular. Sorry if I butchered that. I probably did. But she wrote this book as a pen name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. what I've heard a couple authors that do that. Um, I think that's interesting. I don't think I fully understand it. If they do it, like, under another genre, I think it's partially to see how it does without their name being attached. Mm. Like, this okay. Is, this is considered an erotica, not a romance or, you know? Yeah, that's right. And it's another Sleeping Beauty telling, so that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Compare our two Sleeping Beauties we've had so far on the podcast. Kind of be interesting. I don't know how it's much comparison hard. there will be. I mean, because um, snowdrops in spring, top tier. <laughs> it's top tier. Yeah, and this is just something else. But we'll get into that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we've got our trigger warnings. Eighteen plus podcast. Oh my god! Please, for the love of God, if you haven't been listening, please listen now. Eighteen plus in this book. Yeah, this book is really intense there's a lot of content warnings trigger warnings like rape non-consensual touch and non-consensual sex like she's sleeping beauty she's a sex slave okay it's yeah it's not good it's actual forced sex slavery it's so throughout the whole thing and it's all kind of like breaking her mentally so it's really kind of this desperate it's dark yeah pain manipulation emotional confusion all of it is so intense mm-hmm. no Not kids should be listening yeah it's an erotica i also wanted to briefly bring up and i think we can do this later on our book club have an in-depth question like further about this but is this would we consider this spice I don't know. I think that maybe it's spice. I mean, I feel like it's the whole spice point is... to an extent. Yeah, I think the whole point is that it's spice. And then... Like it's all sex. Yeah, it's like it's not a romance. There is no happily ever after. There's so I don't yeah. know how spicy. Like for me, you know, like the spice is in the romance. It's not it like was a really hard. It was really hard to, to listen to. Yeah, and I read. I read it so. Thankfully, it went by fast. At least I had that going for it. Yeah, it took me about a week to get through it. And it was only um, like four hours, like maybe almost five hours. But oh yeah, it was short. And it took me, I was like, okay, I'm going to get through an hour of this book a day. <laughs> and I had to really get through it because and it was so detailed. Yep. And I felt like it was so slow. That I had to keep track of all of the details because it was just really hard to follow because it's so gross in my (laughs) opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Because I would be like, why? Like, what? And then I'm like, ew. Okay. Let's, let's quickly, so it's, let's quickly just read the summary really fast. 
and then quick like just get into it and how it's supposed to be she writes it like this is a a fantasy yes okay so hold on okay i i want to add in the kink and the bdsm stuff because that's obviously like what this is portraying but it's not portraying that at all because kink and bdsm is all about consent and there's no consent here and that's why i'm saying like ew because if everything was consensual you know this could could be really hot like it it could have been yeah yeah oh my god and she was only 15 so we need to have that warning as well this is you know minors there's a lot going on yeah i agree okay so i'm gonna read the summary really quick this is a series i have been told third book she gets her happily ever after so i'm fucking like (laughs) i just want to know so i might read the other two books i need to know how that all worked out anyway 253 pages here's the summary in the traditional folktale of sleeping beauty the spell cast upon the lovely young princess and everyone in her castle can only be broken by the kiss of a prince it is an ancient story one that originally emerged from and still deeply disturbs the mind's unconscious. In the first book of the series, Anne Rice, author of Beauty's Kingdom, writes as A.N. Roquillar, I don't, sorry, everybody, retells the beauty story and probes the unspoken implications of this lush, suggestive tale by exploring its undeniable connection to sexual desire. Here, the prince awakens beauty not with a kiss, but with sexual initiation. His reward for ending the hundred years of enchantment is beauty's complete and total enslavement to him. So that's how this book starts. Um, So I also want to just go ahead and really quick say that this book, Playboy, has a quote for this book. They gave a little blurb saying it was articulate, baroque, and fashionably pornographic. So there you go. <laughs> so there's an, a different perspective, in my opinion, because I did not have those thoughts. Yeah, and the advocate also quoted on this book as it being something very special at once so light and yet so haunting. So I'm not, I don't know. To each their own, you yeah. know? Pretty haunting. It is haunting, yeah. I, I told my husband when I first was reading this, I was like, oh my God god what what i'm gonna throw up (laughs) this is a lot of spice and i'm fine with spice but like it was just and i've done dark romances things with non-con but this was a whole nother level yeah because we were in our head and there were so many mind games Mm -hmm. the book starts off too with it being in the prince's perspective and i was like god damn like i hope we get beauty's perspective so i can see like how she's feeling and then it mostly went into her perspective after the beginning yeah we got to see like his headspace and like his headspace honestly i was kind of into it and once we got into her perspective i was like not into it anymore yeah like at the beginning, I was kind of like, mm, okay. And then it got really dark. Right. He, and he kind of woke her up. Like, if you want to ignore, do we want to start? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the way he kind of woke her up was, what was he doing? I remember there being lots of dead princes that tried to come save her. 
It, yeah. it had been a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So he had walked by them and he walked by everybody in the castle that was sleeping and he wanted to be the one to conquer and see if this curse was real. So yeah. he sees her and he like met, I think in the book it mentions how he was already like turned on or whatever and he just starts fucking her. <laughs> Yeah, he was, like, turned on by himself, like, by himself finding her. And then she's also this beautiful young female, and he just becomes aroused immediately. And, um, you know, he notices how young she is, and it's kind of weird. And this is how he, like, wakes her up, this quote from the book. It says, He mounted her, parting her legs, giving the white inner flesh of her thighs a soft, deep pinch, and clasping her right breast in his left hand, he thrust his sex into her. He had held her up as he did this to gather her mouth to him, and as he broke through her innocence, he opened her mouth with his tongue and pinched her breast sharply. He sucked on her lips and, feeling his seed explode within her, heard her cry out. Then her blue eyes opened. Beauty, he whispered in her ear. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not like that part was not hot. <laughs> it was like so specific. Like, I feel like I saw it happen. And she's unconscious, <laughs> underage woman, like young girl. And, you know, if she was a grown up woman and, you know, things were consensual coming, going forward, you know, this would have been a really hot setup. It like could have easily up, been done in a sexy, consensual way. Yeah, if she was grown. So I, mm-hmm. I was conflicting. And when it started off, I was kind of like, okay, are we going to give it a pass for the 15-year-old thing? But uh, it gets so it gets a lot for me. I liked that 100 years had passed with her sleeping. I thought that was cool. That was different. But I think that's one of the only things that I kind of liked about this book. Yeah. Are we trying to find good things to say about it? I don't know. No, I was just going as we go. Okay. Anything good. And <laughs> that was the only thing. Oh my god. <laughs> so far. I think most of the book. Yeah. So he we find out that he is 18. She's 15. He is a prince from a line of powerful monarchs. And it just demands that beauty be given to him as a reward for breaking the curse and then we are given the impression that these sex slaves for the prince and the kingdom he is from it's a completely normal thing and it's been done for years and he even like has a conversation with beauty's parents about how they likely were slaves as well and they give him beauty advice before she leaves about how it'll be hard but she'll learn a lot from it type of thing they say that so much so I guess in this world it's like acceptable and it's it's normal in the world that we're in but it's not I don't I can't it's just a lot I don't think that it's normal I just think that they they are just really powerful yeah. and that just that's just how they like groom their people 
Well, I mean, it was like other monarchs and other princes and stuff and princesses that got sent to this kingdom as sex slaves. So it wasn't just like commoners becoming sex slaves. It was noble people around. Yeah, because they were all about like showing them that they're not better than anybody else. And like removing their pride and making them feel shameful for flaunting themselves and things like that but also being confident so it was kind of conflicting they had to be graceful with what they did yeah not show too much pride it was odd they would like praise them and punish them so let's yeah let's keep going (laughs) when she first wakes up he's really kind of tender to her and he kind of takes care of her. He's like, do this and do that. And I'm never going to hurt you too much. <laughs> or And then he's like trying to, because he has all these rules. So that she can't talk to him unless he speaks to her first. And when he asks her a question, she has to answer in a specific way. So uh, one of the quotes from the book is, when I ask, you will say, only if it pleases you, my prince. And I should know the answer is yes. Or, not unless it should please you, my prince. I shall know the answer is no. Do you understand me? So, he creates a clear, like, communication, like, stream between them Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning there. And he's kind of tender with her about it. And he's, like, teaching her. And I thought that was kind of sexy. Like, if it was consensual, that would have been really sexy. So, I kind of you know, was hoping it was going to go that route and he was going to eventually tell her, but that she'd never actually have to do anything she didn't want to and that she was going to be with him, but you know, that they, that she'd never have to do anything she didn't want to. Yeah. I was really hoping. And then it didn't happen that way. (laughs) No, it just progressively became more intense. (laughs) Yeah. And more Uh, direct and more aggressive and really patronizing. Yeah. It was, Really, I don't know. I could tell Beauty was conflicted as well reading this book at points. Yeah, she, when we, because when we were in her perspective, he did seem a little like he cared for her. You know, she kind of felt that. So she was worried about disappointing him and trying to do a good job. Mm hmm. And, and then he just gives out spankings all the time. There are like so no many spankings in this book. They love the spankings. These Get people. the paddle. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, so many different kinds too. Um, <laughs> they so they end up leaving, and he makes her leave. Like she's not allowed to wear clothes, so she's naked walking out of the castle. Everyone's watching them. She's naked on the horse with him going through the countryside he has rules that no one is allowed to touch her and they can only look he can tell she's not proud to be serving him and he's not happy about it so they get to a restaurant and he has her eating off of a plate on the ground and that's when he kind of calls her her kitten like she's like his pet and that's where kind of some different some more kink stuff comes in because then he's got her like walking around on all fours 
and eating with her mouth and only doing everything with her mouth if she can and kissing his shoes. He says, at that point, I want the dignity peeled away from you as if it were so many skins of the onion. I don't mean that you should ever be graceless. I mean that you should surrender to me. So that's the whole thing with all these punishments that he keeps giving her. It's trying to strip away her dignity. The whole point of all of this for all of the sex slaves in this book is to make it so that they, these people only think of their masters and what would make them happy and pleasing them and not of themselves as a person, pretty much. They're only supposed to be there for a few years, really. Yeah, some of them have what is it called like timelines that they were supposed to go be sent back by mm-hmm. like contracts and then i think some of them didn't though yeah like they were prisoners mm-hmm. he does have sex with her a lot like when they start doing it again another time he like covers her mouth and he notices that she's actually more comfortable with him covering her mouth which i thought was kind of gross and kind of hot at the same time. Like, it, it was weird. And that was, like, because she got wet when he did that. And it, it was very graphic in the way it was described. He's, like, calling her. That was, like, when he first started calling himself her lord and her master. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's, like, crying while he's, like, proclaiming himself about being in control of her. And he, like, comes because she started crying and he's like trying to reassure her that it's all okay while he's like covering her mouth and having sex with her while she's crying it's awful like this was like the second time that she had sex (laughs) he's like telling her that he's now everything for her and she's got nothing left and he's like breaking her down just after he's violated her horribly you know (laughs) and he's like i'm doing this for you yeah Uh, yeah so he starts treating her like that animal in the restaurant and the innkeeper of the restaurant, he like has the innkeeper's daughter spank her in front of everybody. And we have to remember that she's naked. Like she's always naked. Always. Never in clothes. And she is paddled by this innkeeper's daughter and in front of every, she, and she's so embarrassed, you know, and the way the book describes it is just, ugh. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching too. Yeah. They like all are surrounding it's just the another windows. tactic to help quote unquote help beauty like lose her pride or whatever. Strip her for dignity. But after that they go upstairs. He keeps having her act like her pet. He makes her undo his clothes with her mouth. So that's something that is a rule for all of the slaves is to service them and like do things for the prince and everybody else and the royal royalty there to use their mouth if they can so he she unzips him with his mouth and tells her to suck his cock and then he speaks her again for his pleasure only and he told he's told her before that hey sometimes you don't you're not gonna more a punishing except for my pleasure like you might not have done anything but i'm gonna want to spank you so that i can get off on it um so that's a big thing that happens spanking a lot of spanking 
and because they like it because they like to inflict the pain and watch them cry and like take it and he says it makes her soft to him and malleable yeah so that she's gonna always give in to him like he's just breaking her mm-hmm. and then he lets her get cleaned up and has the innkeeper's daughter help her and he allows the innkeeper's daughter to speak to beauty but only respectfully and the innkeeper's daughter tries to soothe beauty by calling her graceful for the way she took his spankings and she says i quote it is no shame to you princess how could it be with such a great prince to command you do you think that there aren't women who would give up everything to take your place if only they had your beauty oh it's so weird so this is something that everybody seems to be envious of beauty for that it's the prince that she is servicing and they basically tell beauty she should be like grateful that she's in the position she's in you know yeah and then after she's been like bathed and soothed with ointments she has the innkeeper's daughter tie her up to the bed she has to look down on him as she's sleeping so she has the post is how i envisioned it Mm -hmm. and then he's able to sleep underneath her yeah she's like strung up in the bed frame Mm-hmm. And then it says in the book that she's uncomfortable with her arousal. Because she now, this is the only experience that she's been having with sex. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, confusing. I mean, he's grooming her. I mean, that like that's what they're doing, that's these people. Straight like, yeah. They're, like, torturing them and making them into what they want. You know, little brainless slaves. And he wants her to be turned on by him. Like, he even asks her. Um, mm-hmm. about it and she's like well I think of you this way and he's like eh, I don't know <laughs> um, but ugh, yeah so she sleeps all weird and then the next day they end up at his kingdom which she has to crawl on all fours to enter and she's naked may I remind you <laughs> once again she's naked crawling on flo- all fours to meet the queen <laughs> Yeah, it's really degrading. And then she's tied to a table and she's just sobbing and she's there to be on display for everyone to look at again. And they have her like in a table in such a way that they even have like a chin rest underneath her chin because they do this kind of stuff so often because there's so many slaves. She's not the only one, yeah. And everyone just gets to touch her and it's really, you know not consensual and really awful and she it says in the book she feels so much shame so it's really hard for me to like get into the mindset of this being a sexual fantasy when the main character is feeling a a lot of shame and there's no like aftercare after any of this i don't know yeah it's it's not proper so they call them love slaves in the book too and it's both princesses and princes but she's the prince's first love slave so it's a big deal especially for the queen who has many and i think she's been trying to get the prince to take a love slave for a while now and this was the first one that the prince took and his mom's really worried because he seems a little too invested in her Mm -hmm. one of the first things she sees like when she's there 
are the the boy slaves and she realizes that there are boy slaves there and one of them is the queen's like favorite slave i guess and um (laughs) he he ends up like spilling some wine he gets punished for spilling this wine and she ends up like watching him get punished and she's fascinated how he takes his punishment Um, yeah i mean she's fascinated by everything she sees of course i mean uh, i don't honestly it's a weird curiosity it's not weird i don't know how to explain it i don't want to offend anybody about it i don't want to king shame anybody um this book was really not for me and it was kind of a little upsetting listening to it um so anyway um but she watches this guy get paddled and the prince noticed that she watches so he like punishes her later on she ends up back in his room later and he's been feeling a little insecure and nervous about it yeah he ends up tying her wrists together and loops them on a hook above her head and lashes her then she brings the prince alexi here or like into the room the man who spilled the wine she watched and then he makes alexi kiss beauty he then paddles Alexi and makes him bleed. And then he makes Alexi suck on his dick. And then after that, he puts, he makes Alexi put his head on Beauty's lap while the prince fucks Lexi. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's a lot happening. Yeah. And so this is when. Alexi gives Beauty a little secret kiss on her thigh as he is about to get off of her. And that's when I was like, okay, I think I like Alexi. Come on, let's go. Let's go, Alexi. (laughs) Like, maybe there's something that's going to come out of this. I didn't even feel that way because it felt so... Like, he was stuck in it. And they can't even talk. Like, it, I wasn't on his side yet. That seemed like a more tender, sweet, secret moment to me when that happened. And I was hopeful that maybe something would lead more from that. Like, she deserved a little bit of tenderness. Yeah, definitely. It was a nice touch. I just wasn't so, sh- like, I was still so disturbed by what just happened. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, For sure. okay, like, they have to at least do something to k- take care of each other in this place. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, that was kind of, out, look out for one another. That that's where I was at. I was like, oh wow, let me pause this here. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> and then she's taking to where the other slaves are kind of kept, and she has her is it her handler? I'm not sure what they call him. I can't remember, but his name is Leon. He's the one that washes her and gets her ready and stuff. And when he's bathing her, he um, fondles her a lot. And he's, like, telling her, you know, she's not allowed to come. And she has to hold her desire. She can't succumb to her desire. And he's giving her rules on how that she can't masturbate or enjoy herself too much while all of this is happening. Yeah, he seems to be more on her side, I guess, for the most part. Kind of. Sort of. I mean, more than anybody else, he's more gentle with her. 
he's more I liked him I guess I could say like more than anyone else he was more helpful and gave advice and said that he probably wouldn't like punish her unless the prince had him do it yeah he's not one of the guys that gets off on punishment he had the authority to do so if he felt like it but he said he he wouldn't as long as the prince didn't deem it necessary yeah and he like if we want to call it aftercare, he kind of was the one that kind of took care of her. Okay, he, see? Yeah, I guess. But he did a lot of, like, brainwashing because she was so ten- tender and sore from emotionally and physically from what had happened, who what keeps happening, her, all of the paddlings and stuff. Um, and she finally has this moment with somebody who's going to talk to her. And he's there to explain the mindset that she should be having herself in. Oh, you're really? right. You're absolutely right. I didn't even, reading this book, I didn't even think of him as being someone that was brainwashing her as well. But he totally was. Yeah. She's completely traumatized about what's happening. And he's trying to explain to her about why it's okay. And that no one's going to really hurt her. And she just needs to follow the rules. and. As long as she is keeping herself clean and graceful and of service and love her master, everything will be fine. And he's like soothing her with all of these ways of coping (laughs) to to make everything that's happening to her okay. And it was really awful. Yeah. Because he seemed so nice and tender and helpful and she would try. I fucking fell for it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's how it a little felt to bit. me. I think you're right. Yeah, he was just kind of another pawn for the queen and prince to make her kind of fall in line. Yeah. Um. So after that moment with Leon, Lord Gregory shows her the Hall of Punishment to see how horrible they truly are treated when they are being punished. For real, not just, you know, whippings and paddlings and whatnot from the prince. That's just foreplay stuff, you know? Lots of... Oh, my gosh. There is... Yeah. The prince... I mean, and this is where it gets to be, like... Like, they're definitely just trying to teach them to find pleasure in pain. Yeah, this is, like... um, What is it called? It's not... It's... They're, like, training them, pretty much. So, like, the princes are naked. They're stroked so that they get hard. And then they're paddled. And they lose their boners. And then they're stroked again. And then they're hard. And then they're paddled again. And it's a cycle that just continues. And And similar treatments done to the princesses. Yes. They were crying. Like, it's really gross. It, It was a lot. And then there's princess... We see a character that's called like Princess Lizette, and she's on display, so she's like gagged um, from a hook, like they've done before, and brought up in front so everyone can look at her. And she gets taught by Lord Gregory while she's watching and looking at Princess Lizette because she's like, That's horrible. Um, she's taught by Lord Gregory about how she can avoid getting punished. Yeah, but, okay, she's not, I want to paint a picture that Lizette isn't just strung up the way that Beauty had been in the past. She has her leg 
hooked up and brought in front of her so that her ankles hung from the same hook as her hand. So she was like in the shape of a U hanging from the ceiling, gagged and naked. But yeah, so Lord Gregory and his punishment, like teaching her how to avoid punishment. In that position, it's very descriptive about how she's um, got her vagina all out and everything and how exposing that was and how horrible it must be. And Beauty wanted to avoid that at all costs. And so he says, you have to stop looking at the male slaves. And not to think of Prince Alexei, he's like tripling down. And he's like, be wary of the queen. She doesn't like that the prince likes you so much. And just make sure that she's being the best and devoted the most to her master, her prince. Mm And she's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, after all of that, she's absolutely grateful to get back to the prince because of how cruel everyone is. Mm -hmm. After seeing all of these awful things. Yeah, and she learns more of her duties about how she's supposed to only undress with her teeth and only use her hands when necessary and how she must only think of being a slave. I'm going to go to a page for a quote. It says, this is all you are to think about. This is all you are to be, he said. In some former life, you were many things, a lovely face, a lovely voice, an obedient daughter. You've shed that skin as if it were a cloak of dreams. Now you think of these portions of yourself only. He stroked her pubic lips. He widened her vagina. And then he squeezed her breast almost cruelly. This is you now, all of you, and your lovely face only because it is the lovely face of a naked and helpless slave. Yeah. I'm just like, what? (sighs) So Beauty ends up going and serving wine in the parlor for the queen and she's really nervous about it because she now knows all of these rules and how to be a good slave and uh, prince alexi is actually one of the queen's favorites and she's kind of excited to maybe see um but she's serving wine and she thinks to herself after she sees lady juliana in the parlor with the prince and the queen she thinks why am i not sitting there as she is exquisitely dressed and free and proud Beauty thought, what has come of me that I must kneel here before and be handled as something less than human? I'm a princess. You know, so she really is feeling so... She's in- confused. Yeah, she's un- it's unjust. She knows that it's not okay. She's really just thrown into this life. <laughs> like, literally thrown into it. Yeah. And then after this awkward thought, the prince admits his love for her. Mm-hmm. And wants to make her his wife which the queen is upset because she doesn't trust beauty no so that's when they discover too that the queen is adamant beauty play in the brittle patch or take part in the brittle patch festivities that the slaves do and she specifically wanted beauty to do that so soon so that she could test her and the brittle patch it sounded like was something that wasn't normally for slaves to do until they've had more experience in their role as a slave. That's the vibe I got too. And the prince didn't want her to go there. He wanted to train her himself. But it's Lady Juliana that like does it. So 
what the brittle patch is when Lady Juliana ride, like she rides on a horse as Beauty runs. So she does have boots on for this part. She must run with her arms behind her neck, knees high, and then Lady Juliana paddles Beauty all the way running until they get to the queen so that she can pass judgment. And Beauty had no idea what the brittle patch even meant, and no one would explain it to her until she was waiting her turn to run. And they all acted like as everybody acted like Beauty should be so proud and excited and that she has nothing to worry about because she has the prince. She's the one serving the prince. Mm-hmm. But she knows that the queen doesn't like her, so she's scared because the doll, the different ways you can be punished. And the queen's surprised, too, at that end, how well Beauty did and approved of how graceful Beauty was. Yeah. Which I couldn't imagine. Ugh. No. I mean, there's crowds of people watching. Crowds. And she worked really hard to be really good because she is really motivated not to be punished. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So after that, that's when the queen wanted Beauty to go to her chambers. Beauty goes back to the queen's private chambers after she really impresses the queen. And the queen invites Lady Juliana, who has been known to be cruel. And Beauty is really scared again. And Lady Juliana, like, is trying to test Beauty and her service. So she's, like, throwing flower petals around. And Beauty has to run around and pick up the flower petals in her mouth and she's running around on all floors, mind you, um, and has to deliver them over to the queen, who paddles her every single time she brings over another flower petal. And she doesn't ever fight or resist or anything like that. And they're all very happy with her. And they touch her again. <laughs> it's I'm so... laughing, but it's not funny. I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable because this book is nothing but, you know torture scenes and stuff like that yeah and Alexi, we said it Prince so Alexi much. is there too as well watching this whole thing unfold and before the flower scene before juliana gets there the queen spanks her herself with her bare hand so she's been to the brittle patch i can't remember if it was all in the same day but she was paddled out the brittle patch then she was spanked by the queen's bare hand and then she's being spanked by queen every single time she brings over a flower petal with a paddle so like this poor lady like oh my god yeah beauty this poor young girl but but she gets through it she does and she's been chained up so prince alexi comes over and unchains her while everyone's asleep he sneaks in and he takes her off to a small room to sneak off and have sex like her first time having consensual yeah i like this part so this is another part i did like i was happy for beauty to get this moment she got this moment the one in the whole book (laughs) yeah (laughs) she like kisses him all over and i mean she throughout the book when she first laid eyes on him was very curious about him and had these feelings before and then it's happening yeah, and then it's happening. And he's saying that he also had feelings for her. And that's why he spilled the wine. Because he wanted to get her attention. Because he wanted her to see him get punished. Because 
he is good at being punished. Yeah. but at the same time he was like you just need to accept what's given to you and enjoy it and love your prince blah 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 so I was like why why can't you be more rebellious yes now he's on the status quo he's in on the party line pretty much yeah I was like damn it you just had to ruin a good thing Right, so now she's just getting more tips on how to be a better slave by the guy that she, you know, likes. And she admits, like, how confused and torn her feelings are and how she can't understand why he doesn't want to rebel and he encourages her to accept it all and let it be. Girl, same. Why is he like that? I thought he was going to be the hero of your story. (laughs) And Beauty says to Prince Alexi, she's like, Oh, if I know you love me, I can accept anything. (laughs) So as long as Prince Alexi loves you, you can keep this charade up. I guess. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Just another point of her being a child. Everything just, yeah, to to manipulate her and convince her. (sighs) So, yep. And then he kind of tells a big story about how he was captured in the first place and how he used to be similar to beauty and that he's learned to accept it all. And he was tortured insane amount and tells beauty more about the village and how horrible it is to be sent to the village and how you want to be a good slave. So they don't send you to the village. And then the book ends with beauty being sent to the village with Prince Tristan, who is a slave of, I think, the prince's cousin. And the very ending scene is them trying to fuck in the cart while it's moving. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was really, <laughs> like, that ending happened fast. I was like, how did we get here? So, And then it's, it's probably on to the next book. And then I think the next book is about their time in the village. Yeah. And I don't really know what the third book is about yet. But I do have those other two, so we'll see. I might read them. That about wraps it up. What do you um, think about the prince? Prince Alexi? Any book boyfriends, husbands? Okay, they're all garbage can. They're all garbage can. Yeah, it's awful. None of them got any respect from me. Our spice <laughs> rating. What kind of rating do we want to give it for the spice this week? Because I kind of want to hold off on this rating and decide... As a group, maybe, and like have a discussion about it because I don't, it's hard for me. Like, there was kink, quote unquote, pink, and like sex on every page. So, if we're just going based off of that, then it'd be like a five spice. Like I said earlier, like the romance is the spice, like the spices in the romance. I don't There's know. There's no romance. Yeah, I don't even know if we can give it a spice rating. Yeah, so I think so, this would be a really good discussion topic. Absolutely. I'd love to hear everybody's input and if somebody read this book. I'm pretty sure somebody in our group commented on this book before, actually. Yeah, I think that's why we picked it up because I saw you got it at Powell's bookstore in Portland, Oregon, and I looked it up in my library and it was in the library. So, yeah, so I was like, let's be, do it. I'm really excited to see everybody's take. And there's no shame if you guys end up liking this book. That's totally fine. That's your thing. This just wasn't for us. No judgment for anybody that likes this book. 
But I would like to have conversations with people and get everybody's perspective on what they thought of this book. Yeah. Reading it. And if they interpreted it a different way. And that's the beauty of books, I think. I am newer to this this book scene, you know. I took a long break after high school. Finding myself and I'm rediscovering myself once again. In my mid-ish, late 20s. And I I mean, I've read spicy books like <laughs> Jana Novanovich when I was in high school. But I don't know. I'm not well-versed as I would like to be on different kinks and whatnot. Like, I feel like I learn something new every day. So if people want to, I don't know, have a discussion about that kind of thing. Like, I am. I'm here. <laughs> I love learning. We're all about learning on our podcast. I don't know. This book was a lot for me. It was not my thing. So I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think it was sexy or hot. It was it was a lot to intake. I felt like it could have been so much sexier if written in a more consensual way, in a way where the main character got some aftercare if she didn't feel so much shame. If it was more consensual, it could have been a lot sexier, but it wasn't. So I, I gave this book a one star. I agree. I definitely give it a one star. It was it was hard to get through. I need to... I This isn't my first Anne Rice book. In my other Anne Rice book, I would like to talk to people about this, especially if they've read more Anne Rice. Well, I listened to The Mayfair Witches with Taltos. And so the one of the main women in that book... If you can call her a woman, I think she was like only 14 and 15 and she has sex with an older man and gets pregnant. So I was like, is this a reoccurring theme? I'd like to know. I was like, what? what? Why? It just makes yeah. me uncomfy. Yeah, we definitely like it on our podcast when our romantic partners are consenting adults. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always they a better had, time. Like in that... Mayfair witches it was like a supernatural element compelling them to have sex and create this weird baby but like eh, I don't know that just sounds like more brainwashing it's like this is a reason there's some age ratings on these books you know and like why I don't want to talk to teenagers about (laughs) these books exactly yes there's a lot of growing absolutely but i think that's it that kind of wraps it up do we have anything else no i think that that's that can't wait to hear from you guys thanks for listening and you can join us next week when we read get a life chloe brown by talia hibbert yes i'm excited to read that one it's in the library so check your libraries guys And we will be going live tomorrow night to speak to you about this book. I'd Um, love to have this, like, so many conversations. I'm so, it's going to be interesting. (laughs) Yes. So you can comment on our Facebook group on the post that we'll make for this podcast episode um, talking about the claiming of Sleeping Beauty. Or you can find us on Instagram where we will be going live tomorrow night to talk about this book with y'all and kind of have this conversation. And then we were up on YouTube. So comment, like, subscribe on YouTube. And you can find everywhere that we are at in our link tree, especially on TikTok, you guys. Thank you all for listening. And we will see.
see you again next week with our new episode, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Until then, stay spicy.